This is Dana Melanie, and you're listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast, everyone. I'm Christopher DeFilippis, and I bring you the latest in our series of interview redo specials featuring the interviews we did with the cast and crew of the Quantum Leap Revival series throughout Season 1, most of which appeared only on our YouTube channel. And we are at Episode 16, Ben Interrupted, where Ben goes undercover in an insane asylum to rescue an unjustly committed woman suffering at the hands of an abusive doctor. We did the rounds with three guest stars this time out. First, Albie chats with Armando McLean, who plays the burly nurse. Then Matt speaks with Paul McCarthy Boynton, who played the orderly Lawrence, who also happens to get leapt into by Leaper X. Ooh. And Albie is back to wrap things up in an interview with main guest star Dana Melanie, who plays Judith Murphy. As always, thanks to our producers, Harold Sullivan, Glenda Palma, Chris, aka Brackmang, Mike Covert, Jeff Kiska, Craig Riedler, Cosplay Dad, Charles Allen Gossard, and Morgan Felden. Go to patreon.com slash quantum leap podcast to learn more about how you can support the show. Now sit back, relax, stop fighting against those straight jackets. You're not going anywhere. She'll be under for about a half an hour. The doctor will be up shortly. Hello, and welcome back to the Quantum Leap Podcast. I'm Albie, and today with us, we have, from Ben Interrupted, he played the burly nurse, we have Armando McLean. How you doing, Armando? I'm good. How are you, Albie? Good. Uh, ever since I found out we were talking to you, I've been saying Armando. I just like that name. That's a pretty <laughs> cool name. Um, yeah, you should so add my middle name in there, too. Armando Leon McLean. Armando Leon McLean. Okay, yes. from now on, that's, that's what I'll call you. That sounds great. <laughs> Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you, learn more a little bit more about the production of Ben Interrupted. And uh, I want to do that. But before I do that, I want to talk to you about uh, your career, how you got into acting, your background, all that stuff. Um, I, I, I looked you up and I saw some of the stuff you did. And I'm excited to talk about that as well. But we'll get there probably chronologically. But uh, w what gave you the acting bug? I, I know you did a lot of theater, but what did you start out? doing in, in, uh, in acting? Yeah, uh, it was totally by accident in, in uh, high school, actually. Uh, I signed up for a journalism class my freshman year in high school. And then on a dare, somebody said, oh, you should put down drama as an alternate because, you know, you need alternates in case you don't get the class that you want. Right. Uh, and then um, I put it down. It's like, yeah, whatever. And then uh, I didn't get into the journalism class and I got stuck in a the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i tried to transfer out of that class like literally three different times uh first time i lost my pass second time i knew the pass was in my bag but it just like disintegrated and then the third time um you know uh because the teacher has to sign the pass and he and he's like are you sure you want to get out of this class because i'm not signing one of the another one of these passes and i'm just like yeah you know it's just not my thing you know shy awkward kid still kind of am and, uh, but by then we'd done like a couple like icebreaker games and stuff like that or whatever. And, and so he got to know me a little bit and he's just like, and he's one of those like really mean teachers, <laughs> you know, but, uh, he's just like, well, you should come back. You've done some good work and, you know, we would love to have you. Cause like, you know, yeah. What are you like a junior? Cause I was really tall. And I was like, no, <laughs> it was like sophomore. No. And he's like, and then he laughed. He's like, don't tell me you're a freshman. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm a freshman. Just like, well, you got plenty of time. You've done some really good work and really, we would love to have you. I'm just like, okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and then I, uh, 
walked to the office to turn in my pass. I held onto it this time so I didn't lose it. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, this really mean teacher was nice to me, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and I go all the way to the office and I'm just like, you know, I've done all the things. I'm still alive. What the heck? It's just a semester. And then I tore up the pass and then just it became one of my favorite classes. Wow. Um, yeah. So since high school. What were some of the first productions you did in high school? Uh, one of the first productions that we did um, that I was a part of, there was this theater group in Chicago called the Neo Futurists. And they their big thing was that they did plays, 30, 30 plays in 60 minutes. So like two minute plays. So wow. we did a bunch wow. of those. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you know, kind of avant-garde, like, you know, quick stuff, but also like funny or really like tragic, like, but they just went for it. And so, um, we did a bunch, a collection of those. And then, um, our main stage show that we ended up doing, um, was Crimes of the Heart by Beth Henley. Um, I got to play the, uh, the, you know, quirky lawyer or whatever (laughs) and love interest and stuff. So that was, that was a lot of fun. And it was really fun because that show in particular, used flashbacks and we had twins so we got to do like the ultimate special effect while while one twin is narrating what's happening the other twin was acting it out with like on the other side of the stage so it's like our big you know cool theatrical trick that we got to do very cool very cool yeah uh when when did it switch from something that seemed like it would be fun to uh this is what i want to do for a career uh, you know, I, after high school, I, w- I was doing junior college and stuff like that. And, you know, I was still in theater. Uh, and then I just started like, I was there for a while. And then I started getting work in the Bay Area. That's where I was based, um, San Francisco, Oakland, Bay Area. And then I started getting work in like, you know, the professional theaters and stuff like that. And I was like, in, in these rooms with like professional actors who have their like <laughs> equity card and all that other kind of stuff. And I was like the only one that wasn't but I was still in the room, you know what I mean? So I was just like, Oh wow. Like this is pretty cool. And like, they were paying me to do it and stuff. And, uh, you know, but I was seeing them, those actors who were like, you know, they were building stuff because they had the tools to like build their, their performance. So stuff that I would be reaching for, you know, like, you know, I want, I want to hit that moment or whatever. Like they're consistently doing it because they know how to like, they have a process and they have steps. And I'm just like, well, I want that training. And, uh, and so after that, I applied to two schools, Juilliard and CalArts, uh, got called back for both. Um, wow. there was one that was, that I was really interested in because it was just like, or well, really interested in what you have to say as an artist. And I've never really like considered myself an artist, you know, like it was just like, I'm an actor. I get up there, mm-hmm. say lines, make funny things or whatever. <laughs> and, um, but, but that was, that was CalArts and that, that was the school that I was just like, okay, well, I really, really want to get into the school. And ultimately the choice was made for me because like Juilliard said no, CalArts said yes. And I'm just like, good, <laughs> to decide. Um, and yeah, it was great, man. It was like, um, is it uh, sort of avant-garde school in terms of like theater and stuff like that? They're based in uh, Valencia, California, but a lot of cool stuff. And it was the first time that I was like, immersed in art of all forms, like all around me. Like they had a dance school, they had animation, a lot of like the Pixar kids come out of there and stuff. And, and, uh, and yeah, it was really cool. And like, I knew by going to that school that like, okay, I'm going into debt. I'm committing to this, (laughs) you know, I'm committing to like making this a career. And, and yeah, they gave us, you know, 
that it wasn't just, we didn't just have to do acting like on stage. There's film, there's voiceover, there's motion capture. There's all these other things that you could do that aren't just like this one thing. And then also like teaching and stuff. And I feel I have a, you know, soft spot in my heart just because that's the way I found acting. That's the way I found theater. And um, so I do a lot of teaching artist stuff as well. So, so yeah. Yeah. Acting, teaching, that's pretty awesome. And the voice work, of course you do that. That's pretty cool. Um, I listened to your uh, voice work demo and I couldn't believe all those characters were you. (laughs) So you have a very, (laughs) you have a very good range when it comes to uh, character work or voiceovers. Yeah. And I didn't really like find all those things until like I was at CalArts, like my low, like soft and warm, the quiet storm voice (laughs) that didn't come until I was at CalArts and like was able to like access all that stuff. So what kind of classes did you take there? Like uh, that, what do you focus on? Uh, You know, it was mostly theater, mostly theater, but they, so like a typical day at CalArts, you would be like voice and text work, which, you know, and then uh, movement stuff. And then your studio time where you work on like, you know, scenes or plays or stuff like that. And then the next day it's like um, others, other types of movement stuff. And then like, you know, whether it would be a a voiceover class or something like that, but you would be in classes all day practicing stuff. So, and then like, and then after all that's done, then you have the main stage shows, which are just like, you know, seven to 11 rehearsing for those and stuff like that. And then if you were really crazy and wanted to do something on your own, we would have like, you know, the after hours, like, you know, coffee house, like, you know, rogue sort of like performances and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it was constant, constant, constant. I picture something like uh, the TV show Victorious. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but where they're like no, in no. school and they do all kinds of different acting stuff. Seems like a lot of fun. Good, good way to learn your craft. Uh, well, you're yeah, you're basically like taking yourself apart and putting yourself back together again. And yeah, and I was very lucky there because like after my first year, I was invited into the MFA program because I just it went in as a BFA, even though I had some college before. So I was kind of like doing both at the same time. So I ended up like getting two degrees for the price of one basically. <laughs> so like, so I was like really working all the time. <laughs> I noticed, uh, you did some Shakespeare. That's not so easy, is it? No, no. And actually like I was very afraid of Shakespeare for a long time because like, like, you know, I'm a person of color. I'm like, I'm black and I'm Mexican. I like to say I'm blackskin. I'm both at <laughs> the same time. Uh, and you know, typically I didn't really see a lot of myself, in Shakespeare and stuff. Um, but while I was at uh, Chabot Community College, we came up to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival on like a school trip or whatever. And it was at that time, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I'm pretty good in high school. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty good in college or whatever. Get some roles in the Bay Area. That's cool. But then I would come to that place. And I'm just like, oh, right. <laughs> this is like real deal, like acting. And it was the first time that I actually seen like Shakespeare done well. And when you see Shakespeare done well, you don't even have to like read it before or anything like that. You can tell because the actors know what they're saying. You know what they're saying. And they're, and they're so clear in their text and their intention and, and, and just everything that, that you just understand the story. And, um, and the first show that I saw there was like Othello and, you know, a person like me <laughs> owning the room with his voice and everything like that. Derek Lee Whedon was the, the actor playing Othello. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, that's what I want. I want to be able to do that. 
And then, and I was fortunate enough to like, you know, work at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival for after graduating Cal Arts for uh, five seasons. And I'm actually back here right now. <laughs> um, does, that. uh, does it like the Shakespearean language, I guess it's a language cause it's, 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 it's English, but yeah, it's way different. Cause I'm, I'm intimidated watching, um, Shakespeare stuff. I enjoy it and I don't understand what's happening while I'm watching it, but mm-hmm. like I understand what I watched after I watched it, if that makes sense, like you were saying. Yeah, it sort of like gets in your yeah. lizard brain and like processes it. Yeah, it, it takes a, it's like buffering a little bit as I go. Uh, does that make it more difficult yeah. to learn learn the lines for that kind of stuff or do they teach you like uh, tricks or anything? Uh, you know, a lot of people like, because there's a rhythm to Shakespeare, you know, the iambic pentameter, you can sort of ride that sometimes and like it's like, oh, I've said it. Oh, it didn't sound right because I was off rhythm. <laughs> you know, there, there's there's things like that. And it is poetry. I mean, like, as long as you give give yourself over into, the, like, the imagery and stuff like that, it, it does make it a little bit easier. But for for me personally, like, you know, I'm dyslexic. So, so learning that stuff, like, I really need to just take my time and go through it and go through it and go through it. And I also, like, record myself saying the lines like in a very like base, non sort of like emotional, just, just the lines, just so I can like get it in my head while I'm like, you know, at the gym or like, you know, washing dishes and stuff like that. So like, you know, I'm doing something physical while also listening to it. That helps me a lot. Cool. Cool. So after you got out of school, then, then what happened? After I got out of school, um, I was, you know, in LA for a little bit. Um, I got into, (laughs) I got into a car accident. I'm okay. Everybody's okay. But literally, literally after the car accident, I got a phone call, which I didn't answer, but it was a job offer for the Bay area and, um, to go back home, you know, basically. And, uh, and then my car was totaled. So I'm just like, Oh, well, this is a sign. <laughs> you know, I should probably go home. And so I did that. And then, um, I was in the Bay area for a little bit. And then I got called up to the Oregon Shakespeare festival and had a wonderful time there. Uh, it's just a magical place with like artistry that's really like top notch, not, not just on stage, but also like behind the scenes, like the, the, the costumes, the sets, all the stuff with like, you know, the rigging and everything like that. Cause they're a repertory theater. So they're doing multiple shows all at the same time. So you have crews that are like, you're seeing rent in the morning and then like crews come over and change over the entire set. And then you're seeing Romeo and Juliet at night, you know, mm-hmm. like, the, the people that do, do all that stuff, top notch, amazing. Um, but then after that, uh, moved down to LA in like 2019, um, was still doing a show in New York. Uh, the Julius Caesar that we did here went to New York. So I went with that and they did another show in the Bay area and then finally landed in LA ready to go at the beginning of 2020. <laughs> and then everything oh. just kind of stopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it, was that an advantage or disadvantage? Cause you had more time before you started uh, things. Yeah. It's, you know, it was a, it was a way to like sort of gather ourselves and like find our footing in the area and stuff like that, reconnect with friends and stuff. And, you know, even at a distance or whatever, but just get re plugged back into the whole like Southern California, LA scene and stuff. So in that way it was, you know, it was good <laughs> and not the pressure of just like, you know, just because I'm not working doesn't mean the world's up because, well, everybody's not working. So I should, I'm not taking it personally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was still finding ways to like, you know, do zoom performances or something like that or whatever. And, and still 
auditioning every once in a while, like via camera and stuff like that. But like, it was a way to like sort of take the pressure off. <laughs> of, like you have to do something now. Um, but yeah. And it got me used to like, you know, camera work and certain, certain things like that. So was, uh, moving to, uh, like television, uh, film, uh, was that a conscious decision and something that was always part of your plan or how did that happen? Uh, I think it's always been part of my plan. I just, you know, having consistent work <laughs> is, is like a sort of godsend for actors. <laughs> so, uh, and the, the contract at, at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival was like, you know, 10 months. So 10 months of work, <laughs> you know, that's like, it's pretty good. Um, so walking away from that was, was, had to be a choice. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I love movies. I love watching television. I love, I love the stories that they're able to tell just because they're like, you know, you don't have to imagine that we have a horse on stage. There's an actual <laughs> horse there. You know, you don't have to imagine that we're on a cliff. We're actually on location, that sort of stuff. And, and just the, the quality of television has just gone up tremendously over the past, like, you know, a few years and stuff like that, like rivaling some, some movies and stuff. And just like, absolutely. And, and, and the fact that like now stories are, you know, more reflective of people like me and stuff. And you know, like, I have things to say, I have stories I want to tell uh, as, and just being, wanting to be a part of that and stuff. So I've always, I've always wanted to lean towards television and film. Um, and then having the opportunity to be on quantum leap, you know, even in my small capacity, just like seeing the way that like the sausage gets made and just how many people are like, you know, on set, taking care of this aspect, taking care of that, that aspect and how everybody's like doing their work to make this one thing happen, which I think is really cool. You know, like how many times other than like sports or something like that is like a group working towards like creating in this case, art, you know, um, and storytelling. So I think that's, it's, it's always been on my bucket list. And now I'm finally getting to like, dip my toes in it a little bit more. Yeah. This is uh, your first television appearance, correct? Uh, Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah, first network TV. So. That's pretty huge. I think, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me. <laughs> can you, can you take me through that process? Uh, like uh, maybe auditioning and uh, how, how you got the role? Yeah. Yeah. I, it was, uh, it came through my agent um, and she's like, Hey, we have this thing, you know, might work out or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, they are asking for tape and stuff. And so, and basically it was a, it was a moment where I'm giving, um, I forget her character name. I, I think it's Judith. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, like I'm injecting stuff on her and stuff like that. And saying my one line, it's like, she'll land her for about a half an hour. The doctor mm -hmm. will be up shortly. You know, that, that whole thing. Uh, and, and, and so I use my lucky charm, which is, you know, uh, my wife being <laughs> like, you know, like reading with me on script and stuff like that. So she was the arm like off camera that I was holding <laughs> on to. And then like, you know, like that and whatever. And then like, you know, had some emotion reaction about that, but also just kind of like, but he's barely nurse. So, you know, mm -hmm. some, some shoulder action, just like, <laughs> and then just like into the camera and then just walk off and then you, you send it off and you never know or whatever. And then like, I heard from my agent just like, Hey, they, you're pinned just so you know, <laughs> like, so oh. you're, you're in consideration. Just like, that's fantastic. And then, um, and then a couple of days later, she's like, they want to use you. And I'm just like, wow, fantastic. Wow. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, yeah. And then before I knew it, I was like going in for fitting and then like, you know, 
uh, meeting with hair and makeup and stuff like that. And then like, then I was on set. Was the character always burly nurse or was that because of your uh, height and stature? <laughs> it was always uh, in the script. When I got it, it was always burly nurse. Okay. <laughs> and, okay. And, and I know like in the credits, it might've just said nurse, but mm-hmm. we all know he's burly nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you come up with any kind of backstory for your, your part, like uh, a name or a little bit of a backstory of how working in the mental institution back then? Uh, well, you know, I sort of latched onto like Lawrence's um, backstory in terms of like his relationship with the doctor and stuff and how like they were in the war together and everything like that or whatever. And like he saved them and stuff. So I, I was like, if he's doing something this like uh, <laughs> perverse, <laughs> He probably has people around him that he trusts and stuff. So I, I was probably part of that, like that crew, that troop or whatever. And, and that's, and plus like a lot of the, the nurses that they had were like big guys, <laughs> you know? So I just, I just lot, I sort of locked into that in terms of like feeding with the story and stuff. Uh, so the, I'm I'm trying to picture uh, like your first television role and it's a network TV show, like the night yeah. before you're due on set, are, are you going like, are you having like anxiety? Are you having imposter syndrome? Are you going, Oh my goodness. Can you, can you take me through that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all those things. And uh, <laughs> just like some, but what's cool is, you know, you get the day before they give you the breakdown of what we're, you're going to be doing for the following day. So I knew what, what to expect. Uh, the only thing that I was nervous about was like, you know, the fact that like it said stunt <laughs> or whatever. And that was the part where I get hit in the back of the head and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and I'm just like, okay, well, are we going to talk about that? Or were you just going to do it? Like, what, 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 what's, the, what's, the, what's the situation? Uh, and also, like, you know, I didn't want to be late. So I showed up, like, really early. I showed up, like, maybe an hour, 15 minutes early. Uh, just because, like, good impression. Don't get fired. That's like, you have the job. Just don't get fired. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, the PA guy was great. And um, the hair and makeup guy was, like, very encouraging because I had met him the a couple of days before for frittings and stuff like that. And he was just like, he was giving me a little bit of a lowdown. It's just like, you know, it's, everybody's really cool. It's chill. You know, like, just like, just if you need something, ask for it. And if you're unclear about something, you know, just ask, speak up. Um, his name was Q. He's very, very uh, great <laughs> and welcoming. And, uh, and then, yeah, I get in my costume, you know, I'm waiting there, you know, for, for my turn. Cause you know, it's staggered and everything like that and have my own trailer. So I'm just like, Oh, this is cool. Wow. Um, yeah. I saw that with burly nurse on the door. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's a long trailer with like your own like little spot or whatever, which is, but it's just nice. It's just like, Oh, okay. I have my own space to like get ready. Um, and then they call you on set and they like rehearse what you're going to do and stuff like that. And then the, but the first thing that w- we were doing was, was the hit and the struggle and all that <laughs> other kind of stuff. And what yeah. was, what was, <laughs> What was funny was uh, I'm not sure they accounted for how slippery the floor was in that scene. So there was a lot more struggling that wasn't on, like that didn't end up like in the, in the episode, but like, but it was both Ray and I just like kind of slipping around, which was worse for him just because he was in the straight jacket. So he can't like brace himself or anything like that. So I was like, I was like trying to struggle with him, but also like making sure that he was okay and stuff or whatever. Um, but this is like the first moment and like, you know, he's, he's number one on the call sheet. <laughs> and I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to, you no. know, hurt you or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I was very careful. And he was very like giving and stuff like that. He's like, 
Like you can, you know, you can grab me more. You can like really get in there. So, oh, okay. So, you know, we got to like a moment where we were just like both happy with what we were doing and stuff like that. But, um, and then like they do the hit thing and then I like, you know, maybe it's the theater training or whatever, but like I do the hit and then I fall <laughs> and they're just like, cause they had a stunt double there for me. Oh, did they? Wow. Like okay, me. cool. But, but they were ready just in case, like, cause you know, they didn't know me, they didn't know my work. So they want to be prepared, but like I did the first thing and then like stunts, this coordinator's like, he's got it. He's fine. <laughs> but we kept, and then we kept doing it like, you know, like seven, eight times or whatever for this angle. And then also for the other angle. And then towards the end, like, I think it was like the eighth or ninth um, hit where I fall. I actually uh, landed on the bed a little hard and I broke the bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are <laughs> burly, was, so. Yeah, I'm burly, you know, um, <laughs> which kind of scared me. I was like, oh shit, I didn't mean to break anything. <laughs> but it was just like, okay. But, uh, but it was really great. And everybody was very supportive, like, which just, you know, whenever you're new anywhere, as long as people are welcoming with smiles and interested in like knowing who you are, at least, um, mm. it was great. Yeah. Had you, had you watched the show, uh, to prepare a few episodes? I before? watched at least five episodes. I just binged them straight through. And I was just like, oh, wow. I really like the show. And especially like the, the Western episode. Uh, with the town, with all the different like people in the town, um, and then it was just like, wow, this is this is really cool, and this is really like, you know, inclusive and stuff, and that's something that I want to be a part of. Um, yeah, and then like you know, Ray being like number one on the call sheet, like the the lead of the show is like is also, and he's like the nicest guy, <laughs> you know, really down to yeah. earth, really chill. Yeah. Stuff, I saw a so. photo of you and him like on the set together. Uh, just taking a picture. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. Yeah, he was a uh, he was in a show that originated. He originated the role, and that show ended up going to Oregon Shakespeare Festival, where I was. So I knew. So we knew a lot of the similar people and stuff like that. And I told them that I was on set with him. And he's like, "Oh, let's take a picture, send it to them, and whatever." Blah blah blah. So, so yeah, really nice, really chill, and yeah, from the theater as well, which is great. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, was there anything that surprised you going from live theater to, you know, television with cameras and marks and different lightings and different setups? And what 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 surprised you the most about that? Uh, what well, I wouldn't say there's a lot of surprising things, but well, I guess so, because like you always hear about it between like, you know, the theater where things are, you know, lots of gestures and everything like that, which, you know, it varies between on how big the theater is, you know, you'd be in a real intimate theater and like you are doing cinematic, cinematic acting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but also with the camera, like on set, there's all these people around and um, just finding your room to navigate in that. It's like, you can know it like in your mind, like you're told it, but like to actually like experience it and just like feel how like, even looking at the doctor when like he's pacing back and forth, how, how going like this is, is one thing, but going like this is another thing, you know, like those, the subtle adjustments between like head movements and eyes, because it's a, a lot of what I've, what I observed was a lot of it had to do with like your eyes and your focus and stuff and being very, like very clear on that. Um, and, you know, being able to work with like, you know, Patrick Fischler, who's like, he's a character actor who's done like every show. I think he was actually Everything. filming. <laughs> he's, he was filming another, 
he was filming on another show while he was also filming with us, like oh, on wow. the day in between, oh, wow. like he was, he had to go somewhere else to do something else, but he was like the nicest guy. <laughs> I was basically his right hand, like heavy guy, but like, he was very nice to me. <laughs> That's great. How many days did you do on the shoot? Was it one or two or? I was on set for three days. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Scheduled for four, but just on set for three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what was your second day like? Uh, it was basically just following Patrick Fischler around as the doctor <laughs> and being like, you know, the intimidating force behind him and everything like that or whatever. So, so yeah, but, but it was great just because I got to see how, how somebody who has so much experience navigates, like coming in for one, you know, these couple of days, making a strong impression, very clear about his intentions and, and everything like that. And, um, and just observing how he, he and the and the rest of the cast like navigated and like you know solved problems in, in the spot on the spot for like you know issues that were coming up like something wasn't working right or sounding right but they were like but but they weren't complaining about it they were just like well what if we did this you know like always come with a solution sort of thing and because they know mm-hmm. the field and like you know what the camera is and everything like that they came up with solutions that that fit for the camera you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah um what was, did you get any direction from the director? Yeah. Jude was very nice in terms of like, you know, like giving me intentions of like, okay, when you come in there to like, you know, give him a shot or whatever, he's just like, you know, you really need to get this done. <laughs> you know, he's, he's awake, blah, blah, blah. You need to get him back to sleep, back under control. You need to get him under control. So that whole intention of doing that and everything like that. And, um, and then just like, just always, um, bringing energy to whenever you enter or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's not, you're not just like walking on stage. Like we're a boy band in the back, you know, you know, <laughs> like the doctor and like that. It's like, no, we're here to like get stuff done. And she wants to like, she wanted to feel that. So like, that's what we did, you know, that sort of stuff. But she was great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I always hear great things about everybody on that crew and every, everybody involved. So it's nice to hear that. Um, yeah. I want to come back to quantum leap, but also I want to talk a little bit about your voice work. Uh, you have, uh, your, you do a podcast and I listened to the first episode. Uh, it was yeah. like a dramatic podcast, like a noir mystery. And it has to do with, uh, DOS and computers and, mm-hmm. uh, bulletin boards. And I'm definitely hooked. So I definitely will oh, <laughs> listen great. to the rest of them, but tell me a little bit about that. Cause I, I really enjoyed that. Like, uh, just I just wanted to compliment you on your work on that because it's very like it sucks you in and it's very you feel like you're right there. It's like a good audio book almost. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was a, you know, a random um, uh, submission on Actors Access. This guy, uh, uh, Joshua Wise, he has this whole like, you know, um, podcast universe uh, of all these like creepy things or whatever called weeping cedars. And this is like an offshoot of that sort of thing. Um, and I just sort of submitted for it. Initially I didn't get it. Um, somebody else got it, but like, um, but he came back to me because he's just like, well, that guy, his, his equipment isn't great or whatever. So we want to see if, if you would be interested or, you know, we could see what your equipment's like. I was just like, uh, yeah, sure. Of course. And, um, and thankfully like, you know, I have, friends in the community that like do voiceover work that have like, you know, a solid like booth booth sort of thing. And so I was able to like uh, go to my friend, AJ Hamilton's, um, his setup. And, um, it said, he said it sounded great. And then, um, yeah. And then 
his writing is just so engaging, like just reading mm. it. Like I want to know what's happening next. You know, it's, yeah. it's totally his yeah. thing, but like, I'm, I'm like really engaged and like, well, what, what's season two going to be like? What's season three? We do have a season two. It will be coming out, but oh, you know, cool, the, the, cool, the whole cool. story is like a, a I think going to be like a three part thing, hopefully. Um, but, but yeah, it's the same Mike podcast is, um, is, is one, I'm, I'm proud of that stuff. I'm proud of it. And I'm, pr- I'm really glad that people are like, when they listen to it and they get hooked, it's just like, great. That's, that has 90% his writing, 10% my dulcet tones. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was about halfway through the first episode when I hit subscribe. I was like, yeah, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You're very good in that, in that character. You also have more voice work coming up. Uh, you got your character in an animated series about time travel, which interests me. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. You're talking about Zach and time. Uh, yeah. Zach and time is it's, it was a sort of like pilot Patreon project. I don't know when it's coming out, <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun to do. Um, yeah. I just haven't heard anything about it for a while, but, but yeah. Seems like that an interesting fun. concept. So, so yeah, what do you yeah. prefer? Do you, do you like voice work more? Do you like uh, acting on camera, live theater? What, or do you just like want to do it all? I kind of want to do it all, and uh, but I do, but I'm really like I'm really getting into the voiceover stuff like more and more. Like just just how intimate you can be with the microphone and like you know just all the crazy stuff you do with your body to make those voices <laughs> happen. Um, and also you don't have to like worry about like hair and makeup and all that other kind of stuff or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, but like you talk about like, you know, I'm, I'm really into like anime and stuff like that and video games. So if I could get into any of those, that would be like a dream come true. <laughs> you know, I have a friend who is on um, Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a new like anime that just came out, like I think last year and she's doing great. And, um, but, but to be a part of like a show like that, where like, you know, buildings are collapsing. You're, you're a wizard, you know, like all these other kinds of stuff, like you know, all that stuff, could, you know, just be a part of that. Cause I, I like anime growing up was like one of my like escapes and it still kind of is. So mm-hmm. it's good stuff. But also television and film, like, yeah. Hmm. Do you have any upcoming projects we should be on the lookout for? Uh, not current. I mean, right now I'm back at the Oregon Shakespeare festival. Uh, we're doing, I'm doing 12th night for them. I will be there. Oh, or, wow. you know, yeah. So it'll be on the outdoor stage and it'll, it's going up June 1st through October 15th. So if anybody makes it to the Oregon Shakespeare festival and wants to see brilliant Shakespeare, mostly done by other people. And I will be there too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, anybody it's, lucky it's, enough to be around there. Yeah. 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 Please come check us out. So, uh, Take me back to uh, Quantum Leap, your final day in Quantum Leap. Uh, is that when you shot the scene with the arm? That's when I shot the scene with the arm. And it's also a scene, uh, I'm not sure if it was in the episode, but like, um, you know, Ralph, the character who's like throws stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. We actually had him on the table and you get to see like the doctor like pulling out the like the bloody, um, the bloody mm-hmm. lobotomy needle and stuff. That wasn't in the episode. That didn't make it. I don't bad. remember seeing it. No. Yeah, the yeah, episode yeah. might have ran long. That that's been happening. They had had yeah. stuff for time. But what what was cool about what was interesting about that was like I was there with him because he gives me orders to go you know sedate the other guy or whatever, and then um but in order to get the like the tension of of Peter pulling the needle out, I was like literally like 
holding the needle by his nose off camera so he could have the tension of like it coming out. <laughs> so like, you know, those little like camera tricks or whatever that like you, you hear about, but you actually get to be a part of and stuff. So that was cool. And then, um, and then the last day, uh, you know, I got my mic, you know, mm-hmm. suited up and everything like that and had the last, had the scene and, you know, did my lines, walked off and everything like that. And, and it was, and it was like, you know, I did it a couple of times because I think I was a little nervous because it was like this first time of speaking. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, it was, it was quick. It was easy. And then, uh, and then I thought I was done for the day. So I was just hanging out in, um, you know, the little green room area. And then, um, and then they called me back to set for some reason. And I'm just like, oh, it's like, cause that's my worst nightmare. It's like, there's something that I didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> it's like another scene and there's like more words that you don't know are there. Uh, and then I go back on set and they're changing stuff over. And then like, um, uh, the first AD is just like, and that's a wrap on Armando for this episode. And then everybody yeah. clapped and stuff like that. And I'm just <laughs> like, I thought I was going to the principal's office and they're just like, you know, like they, they gave a round of applause. I don't know if they knew it was like my first like thing or whatever, but like, they were very, like, very nice about it and stuff. And then after that, I think they do this for every episode, but then after that, we did a, like a, a cast photo for everybody that was there and stuff, which was very cool. I didn't get a copy of that, but it's, it's in the makeup trailer, I'm sure. Uh, oh, and then that was cool. it. Yeah. Very cool. I have a couple silly questions. Um, did sure. you work with the prop master, like on the fake needles, were they fake needles retractable or did you just have to like mime it? How did that work? They were retractable needles, which like, which had a very strong spring, <laughs> which like, I don't know if you, they fixed it in, in the episode, but we were having trouble just because like, you know, Ray's struggling, right? And if the needle moves at all, it just like shoots out. <laughs> so it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't look consistent. It's like you're dragging that all over his arm <laughs> or whatever. And then, uh, and then it's just like, well, what if I put my thumb there? to like hold it in place so even if it does shoot out it just shoots out in my thumb and but the camera can't see that so i think we ended up doing that for for both that time and then the other time as well um as a way to like just like solve the problem right Mm -hmm. so um and and then we also did it with like a with with one that had no needle in it which they may or may not have used but um but yeah but uh, he was very helpful in terms of like, so how can we make this work and everything like that or whatever. And I suggested that he's like, Oh, okay, well, yeah, we should try that. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Where did you film? Was it on a set or on the location? Uh, it was on a set in, uh, I want to say Santa Clarita or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, so, but, yeah. so they built but that hospital like, or was the, it like the hospital room? Hospital? Yeah. Well, the, wow. the parts that I was in, like the, the, okay. the, the lab area where they were, you know, where she was on the table, uh, his, his cell and everything like that. That's all like sets where they can like, you know, pull out the walls and everything like that or whatever. So, and there's mm-hmm. like, it's just like a bunch of different sets all around that studio. Um, and yeah, it was, it was very cool just to walk around just like, Oh, this is an office. Oh, this is his office. Oh yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Uh, usually we talk to people before the episode airs, but luckily we're getting to talk to you after the episode airs. So what was your experience yeah. like watching yourself on network television? Uh, you know, it was, it was pretty surreal. <laughs> you know, I, like I said, like, you know, I, I didn't do much. I had a line. I I did what I was supposed to do and everything like that. Um, it, but it was like, cause I, I'm up here and my wife's down in LA. And so like, we sort of had a, a zoom watch party, <laughs> which, yeah, was, cool, which cool. was, which was kind of cool. Um, uh, 
which was funny because in LA, they were like 30 seconds ahead of me. So they saw me come on camera before I did. So they're all like, yay. And I'm just like, what happened? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's me. Uh, and yeah, it was just like, okay, okay. I could probably go to the gym a little bit more, but yeah. <laughs> but they wanted Burley, so I gave them Burley. <laughs> yep. you, 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 they, they picked you for a reason, so there you go. Awesome. But it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Awesome. So what's your biggest takeaway uh, from Quantum Leap? And I, I think you're kind of spoiled from being on such a great uh, set for your yeah. first TV job. But, but what what will you take with you from from this first uh, TV acting job? You know, uh, it's it's what they always tell you, you know, like um, be nice to everyone <laughs> uh, and and um, and, you know, try not to be the problem and just be aware of what's going on, you know, like if if you see somebody coming through with something get out of their way <laughs> you know that sort of thing and and just but know what you are doing really be on top of what you are doing so that when you when it's your time to do it you don't have to figure it out <laughs> if they're setting up the scene or whatever and you know that you're going to be standing over there but you can't stand there right now because like they have other stuff going on you can look and like see how you're going to navigate that you know like pay attention um not just to like yourself but like the environment you know because like if if um the guy with the camera has to come around this way you have to stand in such a way that you're not in his way you know and that sort of thing like we're all working together so like try not to be the problem be a team player you know take in everything be nice to everyone and um yeah know your role <laughs> <laughs> well i enjoyed you on the episode thanks man appreciate it yeah Thank you for being on the Quantum Leap Podcast, Armando. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is Matt at the Quantum Leap Podcast. Uh, tonight on the show, we have a special guest. We have with us Paul McCarthy Boyington, uh, who plays Lawrence in the latest episode, Ben Interrupted. Hey, Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, so thanks for joining us. Um, I'm, I'm going to let the listeners know because we were talking about this off mic beforehand. Uh, usually uh, we run these interviews with full knowledge of the episodes. We've usually got a press screener to hand. Um, I, I'm talking to you not having seen the press screener. For whatever reason, it's not dropped this week. Um, so we're going to run the interview as normal. Uh, we'll have a chat about your past and we'll, we'll have a chat about Quantum Leap. Um, but I'm, I'm as eager to find out as anyone else, uh, what Monday night's episode is going to bring. More fun um, absolutely. Okay. By the time anyone sees this, uh, you'll all have seen the episode. So I just wanted to explain to the, the viewers why I might be looking a little bit confused or why I might not ask, uh, the obvious questions. So, um, yeah, let's start as I promised. Let's, uh, just start by asking a, a little bit about your, your background, if I can. How did you get into the business? Cause you, you've done a, a lot over the years. Your resume is huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's, what, what got you into acting? It's a little crazy, but, um, I, I started off as a, a break dancer, actually. <laughs> and, uh, okay, that's a new yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in a break dancing crew in San Francisco. And anyways, uh, I started getting into dancing classes, um, my parents started sending me in a, that, that led to ballet and jazz and like musical theater, theater stuff. And then I kind of got the performing bug that way and then just started taking classes and then really just fell in love with it. I was always playing sports though. So I was like, ah, that's kind of fun, you know, performing, but I just, I, I'm going to make it as a baseball player as a, 
basketball player or something. And then, uh, you know, I just, I, I kept falling more and more in love with acting and performing. And I actually started directing first and making films. And then, um, okay. yeah, it just kind of really, really ignited my, uh, soul. I, I, I believe in the, in high school and like junior, junior year. And then I, I kind of was like, Hey, when I graduate, I'm moving down to LA and I'm going to just give it a shot. And I started uh, taking classes. I was taking classes already, but then I really just di- I dived into taking uh, all types of acting classes. Yeah. Did, did that, um, the, you, you mentioned that you started off doing some directing. Did that bug ever follow you into kind of the professional realm or was that was that just your your gateway drug into acting that was my gateway drug but i I really did think i was going to be more of a filmmaker and uh you know hey who knows if it all uh, uh, that that bug is still kind of yearning but the performing kind of Mm -hmm. overtook that part maybe it's because um I'm a narcissist. <laughs> Maybe I just like seeing myself. You have to be. It is. Yeah, exactly. You have to be a little bit of that. So uh, I guess, but I, I started making my, my uh, stepfather was a uh, experimental filmmaker. And then also my father was a filmmaker okay. and my mom made films too. So I kind of was like surrounded by filmmakers right. and I just love that part of it. And just telling, I, you know, I guess it really, comes from just wanting to tell stories and being a storyteller, just being part of it mm. each, any, any way I can. And so, yeah, the acting uh, part kind of took over cause I was doing some commercials here and there. And uh, anyways, I, it kind of took off from there and just, I, I started doing a lot of theater and that's where I just really started falling in love with it and kind of got that, that bug where you're like, Oh, it's like, right. I, I surf too. So it's like when you ride that wave, Wow. It is like, wow, yeah. I need more of that, whatever it is. It, it, I think it happens in sports. It's happened to me in sports where it's that zone. And you're always kind of chasing that zone, yeah. that vibe, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, so, you, so you've, been, you've been chasing that um, for, for some years now. Can, yeah. you, can you talk me through, because as I say, I've, I've checked out your resume on IMDb. You've, you've done a whole lot. Can you talk, talk me through a few career highlights before we go on to? Yeah, uh, I, w- I would to- say one of the career highlights was to um, – being, uh, I did a movie, uh, a sci-fi thriller that was directed by the same people that uh, that did. Um, it's called Altered, and it's the same people that directed and okay. uh, produced uh, the Blair Witch Project. All right, yes, okay. yes, and it was for uh, Universal Studios. This is their second project mm-hmm. after the Blair Witch Project, and it was more of a traditional film studio uh, film, and it's it kind of got screwed by the politics of the. Uh, the times at that time, uh, uh, studio mm-hmm. po- politics, not, you know, uh, uh, government politics, but yeah. And, uh, but I, you know, there, there's a good amount of people that enjoyed it. And the, 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 I guess why I bring it up, cause it was just an awesome, awesome script and experience filming that it was only six characters. Mm-hmm. It's about these Southern rednecks really essentially that, um, end up, uh, capturing an alien and then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's awesome. really, really a character piece. It's not a lot of visual yeah. effects, a lot of hard effects or practical effects. Um, yeah, I see spectral motion did the, uh, the effects uh, the practical effects, which did like Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth and a bunch of great mm-hmm. movies 
but yeah, so it was a lot of, it was just a lot of fun. It was really like a character study that, or I mean, a, a character piece that happened to have an alien and just kind of that. Nice. So yeah, so that was great. And the director, Eduardo Sanchez, who did Blair Witch Project, phenomenal yep. human and Greg Hale, the producer. And just, it was just like, just such a, it was just a joy coming to work every day. And we were just challenging each other every time, you know, each, each and every day and moment. And it was just a bad, it was just a, bad bad time meaning the best of times yeah 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 what a great opportunity to work with those yeah, guys yeah. and that, that sounds like sounds like quite a dramatic um piece is that the, the sort of role that you usually do yeah or have you been trying out different different genres no i i have uh, tried out different genres I, I love all genres and i've been you know lucky to be in some sci-fi stuff i was also in a film called the human race who was directed by actually a mm-hmm. english director named paul huff his father is a, a well-known mm-hmm. uh, director called John Huff. But, um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. So I guess the sci-fi world and I guess some genre stuff, definitely, uh, you know, I, I've been lucky to be a part of those. But I, I'm kind of like all the, the all the genres, and I, I've been lucky to yeah. do comedy. I, I've, I, yeah, I, I just actually did uh, – I was just on uh, the Wu-Tang Clan, the um, – an American saga that, uh, which is on Hulu mm-hmm. and that's more of a drama piece. But I, why I mention it is my character's comedy pretty much, <laughs> you know, right. it's, it, that, that was a blast. Like uh, I just love just great characters and whatever drama, genre that is, I'm all about it, but it's really about the, the, the character and it just being challenged. Yeah. So, what can you tell us or what can you tell me about the character of Lawrence? Because everything that I've seen about this episode makes it look like it's pretty dark, pretty heavy. Yeah. I'm guessing no room for comic relief. Yeah, no, not a lot of comic relief in this. <laughs> <laughs> but Raymond, uh, you know, I, I always think he's he has a funny twist on things. So I'm, I'm sure he'll have his moments where they're, they're, they're funny. Mm. I mean, I, I remember laughing after a scene or two of what he was doing. So, but on that, on that note, yeah, this is pretty hardcore. It takes place in a, uh, in a sane asylum. I would say it does mm-hmm. in the early fifties, uh, 1952, I believe. And it's outside of Boston. So it kind of is like a mm-hmm. shutter Island ish or one flew of the cuckoo's nest kind of scenario. And I kind of play the, um, the heavy of the um, the institute, not the heavy like physical, yeah. but more like the the person that puts people online, and I'm kind of running, you know, got the, the discipline. Mm-hmm. I'm putting the discipline in. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. So, talk me through that um, that initial kind of uh, audition process and the amount of time, if any, you had to prep before going in and suddenly finding yourself in 1952. How was that whole experience? Yeah, well, this one happened pretty fast because it was right around uh, New Year's when they were casting mm-hmm. this. So I think like, yeah, I either auditioned for like New Year's Eve or like the day after New Year's. I don't know if it was. And uh, anyways, I just kind of like, yeah, put on the gowns. I, I, I Luckily, I had some scrubs and uh, just mm-hmm. w- went for it. It was, uh, it, I love the material and I kind of just kind of, went a little psycho on it on the audition and, uh, and nice. to me anyways. And um, yeah. And then they called me, they called me back and it was a fast process. Like, Hey, you're doing this and we want you. And um, 
kind of preparing uh, for that, I, I uh, you know, read, read a bunch of stuff of that time period and then also watched some stuff and kind okay. of just got into that mindset. Yeah. And the best, you know, because TV awesome. goes so fast. You're just like, okay, let's yeah, f- film. You get a little more time uh, t- to digest and whatever, but you're just like, okay, I'm grabbing onto something and let's go for it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, how long how long was the filming process for you because i know it's usually an eight day shoot were you there for every day i, I believe or, i was there for uh just four days four or five yeah yeah four days yeah so it was a lot of fun uh, and during that time did you did you get to interact with many of the other cast whether ray or the the guest cast yeah i mostly work with ray but i i definitely um um caitlin right yeah caitlin that plays addison Got to work with uh, her, so I got to interact with her a lot, uh, a good amount. Um, and then the rest of uh, the the guest stars in this episode, I would say it was pretty much all, uh, you know, I think two or three other actors. Oh, and uh, Mar- the, the Martinez. Martinez, um, I believe, uh, Wal- Walter Perez, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah, everybody was so nice. And uh, like I said, I mean, I got to really work mostly with Raymond, and he's just a gentleman of a human yeah he was he was great yeah everyone yeah, says that he's just seems like such so a nice guy easy, you know just nothing nothing phases him yeah. yeah um i didn't realize you got to work with walter and i've got to ask because walter's one of the few people that we've not been able to track down for an interview oh, okay. so um maybe i can just live vicariously ah. through you for a minute and ask what what was it like interacting with him what what was uh yeah what, what can you tell he's, us about he's that another another uh, great dude um he uh, he actually moved to El Paso during the um, during the pandemic. So we kind of talked about that. He, he he grew up in L.A. and him and his wife uh, moved out there just to get more space and you know uh, and and he kind he loves it. He kind of like I don't yeah. I thought I was moving to like maybe Austin or San Antonio or something. We ended up in El Paso. I'm kind of like this is a you know a groovy little place. And uh, I think he just loves the space and the quiet and and you know the. Mm. Uh, the, the craziness of LA. He uh, he uh, doesn't. I, I don't think. I, I don't want to speak for him, but it, it seemed like he doesn't miss as much. But he comes out all the time. Anyways, just to like a really, really solid dude that was just all about the work, but also in that oh, same, good. you know, way that Raymond is. It's just kind of like, hey, let's just play and uh, let's have fun and let's not go to you know. Let's it's, it's not a life and death situation. Let's just. Do our, the, the best we can yeah. let's challenge each other that that fun aspect really interests me because as i say from what i've seen from the trailer and from the publicity photos it does seem like such a heavy episode yeah um, w- was that something that you felt was there an atmosphere on set that was trying to combat that a little bit yes, just to try yes, and yes. offset the edge for the, the yes because i think it's just it, like you said it's such a heavy episode just that that you know the asylum is just such a crazy time period. And I know there are still, you know, I don't know enough, but I, I know there's current institutions that are similar to that, not as severe as they were in the fifties, mm. but it's just a, it's a tough experience because all the, the background actors were great too. And they were just going for it. And people are screaming and going nuts. So it just gives you, it makes you cringe, you know? And uh, so that really gives you the vibe of it. So it's intense. So I think, after in between takes, we would just do our best to 
kind of just have fun and relax and kind of, you know, see the, the, the humor Deflate. in it. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's like a kind of a Frankenstein kind of ordeal too. in one of these scenes, uh, I, I mean, the, 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 the set, the set, the sets were unbelievable. The art direction is just so beautiful and just amazing. And the, I, the detail was incredible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, it was a, it was a great time to that. I hope I answered your question right there. Yeah, you did. And, and more. Um, so yeah, are there any, are there any scenes again, this is me asking, not having right. seen the episode. So I'm talking quite broadly here, but are there any scenes that particularly challenged you as an actor that's, um, yes. For someone that had seen the episode, you'd, you'd want to talk through a little bit in more yes, detail yes, yes. in terms of your um, approach. Well, I got to say, also, I haven't talked about the director. I just wanted to, it's, it's directed by a phenomenal director, yeah. uh, Jude Wing. And I believe this is her first okay. episode of doing Quantum Leap, but she. It is, oh, yeah. Yeah, she was, she had just unbelievable, um, you know, just uh, a control of the set, not meaning in like a dictator way just like she was like a, a mm. samurai with like how she ran the set you know it, it was a, it was a beautiful experience on that and it was really all about because she comes from out of out of the theater and we're actually from the same well, she's from san francisco too so that was a cool little uh side note that we talked about but anyways um what we we're uh, i'm going off track but bringing it back to uh what was the question again ah uh, just a- any any scenes that you had that had challenged oh, yeah. you or that were particularly yeah. interesting. Well, you, going back yeah. to her, she she uh, was very cha- she would challenge you as an actor, which I love, you know. And uh, yeah, the challenging part, I think. Uh, well, there was a couple, but I, w- I remember I had this intense uh, monologue. It's pretty, you know. I think it's like a full page, and it's kind of uh, I'm talking about the the head doctor. Him and I are kind of in cahoots. You know, and I almost, mm-hmm. it's almost just like I look up to him or, you know, it's like this love affair almost like this, uh, my admiration. And, um, and I'm talking about him and it's just this long, saying I'm Raymond's in a wheelchair. I guess, uh, I'm not blowing anything. Cause yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm in that in between where I'm like, am I, am I supposed to tell, talk about it? Since you yeah, guys haven't seen him, but anyways, yeah. So, um, Everyone else will have done by the time okay. they see this. It's only me. I don't mind being yeah. spoiled. Raymond's in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair, and we're talking. You know, and he's kind of asking me questions about this asylum that he's. You know, I'm kind of introducing him to, and it, it was just challenging on the uh, on the timing of. There's so much going on, if that makes sense, because it is an insane asylum. You know, you're reacting to all this stuff, but just staying on track and just trying to communicate about this almost you know, this, this doctor and also the, the, the place and communicating that to Raymond, but also holding on to that character, the, the, the character of my, my, my character has, you know, a deep, deep past. Let's put yeah, they were, they were in the war together, him and the doctors. So, yeah. So yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. But the challenging part was just the timing of all that and getting it, you know, physically doing it and, and just the array of things happening and getting down to the guts of the performance. I guess that's what I really wanted to communicate. Yeah. So that, that past that you had with the doctor was, was that um, with the head doctor, was that something that you had the opportunity to work on with the actor that was, that was playing? No, him? Was that something you built together? No, unfortunately not. Um, uh, because he was, we, we, we did get to work together, 
but he was, uh, mm. you know, kind of just um, sched- scheduling really played part of that. But it, okay. we did it as much yeah. as we could, you know, in between takes and yeah. stuff. So that's 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 another that's also a challenge where you're like you know you usually, you want to build that relationship but we 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 did do it in our own way if that makes sense yeah yeah it makes perfect sense it it always amazes me how with the speed that network shows turn around mm-hmm. how actors can build these relationships on screen that look completely lived yeah. in and like there's there's something that's been happening for years I so I yeah I like to ask those questions because I'm just interested in in how you manage to just no yeah and that was a big challenge big challenge but that that, that's kind of the fun of it and you just kind of like got to go accept it and you you, you just you you fall into that part where you're like hey well we're connecting and i have a built past my in my in my head or you know yeah and you go into belief so yeah the more you're talking about this the more excited i am to see the episode which is such an unusual experience for me doing these um can I just ask, this is actually, this is going back to the start uh, a little bit um, in terms of the audition process. Have you been, have you been following the new series? Were you aware of what you were getting into when you, when you took the role? Yeah, well, a, a little bit. I knew it was out and I had, mm. I had seen some promos, but then when I, when I started, when I found out the audition, I started watching it. And I, I, I thought it was, I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I love the, the quantum leap from the nineties. I'm like, yes, they're bringing this back. You know, and I heard, and, yes. And, uh, I'm just nostalgic about that. And that was just like a great show. And, uh, I was so happy that they're, they're this reboot that I, I think is, uh, pretty, uh, awesome. And I was just happy to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just like happy to be reading for it. I'm like, this is so awesome. And then to actually be a part of it. I'm like, Yeah. yeah a lot of people very happy that it's back um so yeah i'm excited for you that you're a part of it i i have you been following along uh you said you you kind of caught up a little bit with the the series have you been following along with the martinez storyline did that mean anything to you when there's this because i gather he's a bit of a bigger part in this episode yeah 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 he's he's yeah so i I mean i I guess i can tell he actually takes over me if that yeah, he, oh, okay. he, he leaps right. into me. Yeah, and so that's there. There's a lot of friction in between um, those to him and Ray, Raymond's character. Interesting. Okay. Um, oh, I've got a couple of quick questions for you then. Um, so, uh, just in terms, in terms, in terms of your work with Walter, then um, did did you do any work with him in in terms of like characterization and? I'm assuming you might have done a mirror shot with him yes, and things yes, like yes, that. Yes, so that yes. he, you were playing his reflection. Yeah. Did did you have to do a lot of that kind of physical prep with him? Yes, I guess, yes, to, yes. To get yeah. that together, what was that like? It was fun. I mean, it's like you know, I, I feel like he had a little bit of a uh, breakdancing skills in him too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like it came very natural, and like there was like just a a, a by, we we talked briefly about it, but you know, I, I think. Just kind of, uh, we were in cahoots. You, know, you kind of figure out, okay, this is what's going on. Okay, let's do it. And hey, nobody said that sucked, or nobody said, you know, they're just like, oh, that's great. Let's keep, let's do another one or whatever. But yeah, we talked about it, yeah. and uh, you know, we didn't want to go too heady on it, I guess, we, unless we were yeah. screwing up, of course, or. But yeah, yeah of course. 
Did did you have um, once Martinez had leapt into your character? Did you have much to do playing Martinez in some way, whether it was as a mirror or as a point of view shot or anything like that? Were did you effectively have to play a second character? Yeah, no, I mean, more just on a, like a reflection or a couple uh, things, but yeah, yeah, more I would say he pretty much takes over my role. Yeah. yeah. So but that's, I mean, it, okay. that's so cool about Quantum Leap that it does that too, right? It's like, ah. Yes. Yeah, very unique in that regard. And um, yeah, what a what, an, what a cool opportunity to play. Um, before we move to um, sort of talking about things you've got coming up in the future, is there anything, really broad question right. here, but I've, I've got to ask because I'm, I'm running a bit blind here. Is there anything that I've not touched on that's... Um, that that's interesting about your experience on the show. Anything you want to share with the leapers? That well, I did. I, did. I, I might have. Well, I don't know. Missed. Maybe it's just a. I um, I've um, I guess what I would talk about is uh, well, this didn't get to happen, but I was hoping I had worked with Ernie Hudson in the past. We did a western. We did a western mm. together. Class act of a human too. Uh, great guy. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. And I was so hoping to work with him, but he his days were different than mine. I was like, ah. Yeah. So Ernie Hudson would have been a you know uh, that was a little tidbit for me that or something that I was excited that didn't happen. But watching it, I just I love Ernie Hudson. And then also going back, another little uh, connection here is uh, from the first from the pilot. I believe it was that second episode, but I believe it's a pilot because that's to to be continued, right? In the in the in the the nineties version of Quantum Leap, oh yes, there's yeah. uh, the guy that plays um, Scott Bakula's uh, father, um, Newell uh, Alexander. I've worked with, I've worked yes. with him, yeah, like two, two oh, or three nice. times. Yeah, no, I, I three, oh, three projects. Yeah, and we, yeah, he, we yeah. did a western together actually too. Anyways, he's he's another great human being and just the and the, the biggest heart. Him and his wife, they're both great performers and, and to watch that because i was re-watching you know the original episodes and i was like ah what a great and i love that scene you know the father's son on the phone and it's like ah oh, it's heartbreaking it's it's such a beautiful moment and um yeah they both play it so well and then somewhere along the line when i, I don't know if you remember it one of the later episodes sam leaps back into his young self and they decide instead of getting that guy back they get Scott Bakula in heavy makeup to play his own yeah. father. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. It, it, it was okay. a choice. It was a choice. Let's, let's just say that. It was, it was a decision they made. But, um, but yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's amazing to hear you work with him and, and so good to hear that he's a nice guy. We've, yeah. uh, we've, we've never spoken to him uh, on the show. Yeah, so. he's a gem of a human. So, yeah, I hope you get, a, get to talk to him. And, and also, uh, yeah. I'm sure you've talked to probably Ernie, right? Yes. Yeah, we spoke to him quite early on in the series, so he didn't he didn't have too much yeah. he could say. But we had we had a lovely half hour with him, and yeah, he came across as so so yeah. genuine. Um, just, yeah, there's a, a lot of very nice people involved yeah. in Quantum Leap. I think it's just like everybody's so you know they're having such a good time. I mean, it's just yeah. such a yeah, it's such a, it's a great show. It's a it's a awesome world that they've created. 
And then who doesn't? I mean, I, I'm so jealous. Ray, Raymond gets to go into all these different time periods. I'm like, I'm like right. God, you're so lucky. You got to go be a cowboy. You got to go into the future. You got to go. Oh, oh my God. It's like an actor's dream. Yeah. Um, th- this has been this has been fantastic. I'm I'm quite amazed at how much has come out, considering that yeah, the the, the lack of balance here with, with what I know versus versus what you know. But um, perhaps before we completely wrap up, uh, you could let the the leapers, the the viewers, and the listeners know where else they can find you. If you've got any other projects on the go that. Uh, we can look out for you in throughout yes, the Yes, uh, well, I just, I guess I mentioned it earlier as I, uh, a few days ago, I was just on uh, the Wu-Tang um, Clan, um, the yeah. musical group and American Saga, which is on Hulu. It's on the third season right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. I play uh, Old Dirty Bastard's uh, manager. <laughs> nice. Quite a wild character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And then I have a, a movie that's called Border Lord. It's actually, a, it's a short, but it's a modern um western that we, we shot in new mexico and that will be coming out soon and um yeah that's about it i have a, i have a movie that a, a sci-fi movie called ranko that was shot in spain with uh mm-hmm. javier bardem's brother a carlos bardem yeah i play a bounty mm-hmm. hunter he plays a guy tracking me down <laughs> also a bounty hunter, and and i'm hoping that, that that's supposed <laughs> to come out at some time this year too yeah so that's called ranko so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what. You're I, busy then. Yeah, luckily. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's going pretty well. Yeah, and and it's a and what's fun for me is it's an array of characters. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's a, that, it. that's that's lucky. I feel super fortunate on that. It's just very yeah. challenging in the in the best of ways, and uh, and it goes against you know. Luckily, I don't get caught in the box. And with these roles, yeah, yeah, so a lot of fun. Well, Paul, it has been a lot of fun uh, talking to you, yeah. so thank you for sharing uh, everything you've been able to share. Um, we know now where to keep an eye out for you over the next uh, next few months or yes. so. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for your time well, today uh, talking to talking to me. And yeah, to hey, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Thank you for interviewing me, and uh, this is awesome that you're doing this. And uh, what, a, what a beautiful show to – you know, have this podcast about. I really appreciate uh, you interviewing me. What's happening? Oh, Connor. We're going to get you out of here. Behind you. No, 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 it's okay. He's with us. Are you sure? Fairly. Hello, Leapers, and welcome back to the Quantum Leap Podcast. I'm Albie, and I'm so excited to have with us today Dana Melanie. She played uh, Judith Murphy in Ben Interrupted, uh, the lady that Ben had to rescue from the insane asylum. How are you doing, Dana? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good. I'm so happy to have you on. So 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 glad to see you. Um, you were great in this episode, uh, like really, really good. Uh, I think the whole episode really hinged on at least the leap part of the episode hinged on your character. Uh, there was that other crazy Leaper X stuff going on, of course. Uh, but but the main objective was been to get you out of the the insane asylum. Uh, I, I watched some of your stuff. I, I watched your demo reel. That's pretty cool. You got to work with Mariska, Mariska Hargitay. That's even difficult for me to say. Uh, yeah. And uh, I saw that short film you did. That was pretty good. Can Can you tell me how you got started in acting and some of your earlier work before you got to Quantum Leap? 
Uh, sure. I've been acting since I was probably 11 or 12. I actually got into it when I was a baby. My mom got me into commercials um, when I was an infant. And then she was always telling me, don't talk to strangers. So when I was getting older, I was getting confused going into rooms, talking to strangers. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And she's like, okay. But when I was 11 and 12, I was like, please let me act. I need to be an actor. I have to do this. And that's when I started writing as well. And, and she was kind of resistant to it because she knew the industry a little bit. And one day I was at the mall and some woman ran up to us and was like, have you ever wanted to act? <laughs> I swear. And then I was wow. like, yes. And it was for a background agency. And my first job was the cat in the hat. And I was like, in heaven, I missed two weeks of school. I was on wow. location and it was the time of my life. And I was just thinking I need to do this, but I want to be front and center. And so, you know, we got me into classes and trained and then it just kind of, you know, fell into place. Uh, the cat in the hat, the movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My daughter so and I, I watch that watch often. <laughs> Which yeah, part are you like in so we can see you next time? Okay. So the, the scene that's like coming into the neighborhood scene where the tracking shot into their main house, if you look on the right side, there's a little girl running up the um, sidewalk with a, I think I'm carrying a cart. That's me. Oh, <laughs> wow. So cool. Yeah. But it, very, it was so cool exciting. Though. I remember going, yeah. I remember going to the movie theater and just being so giddy because I was like, I'm in this movie. It was, it was wow. a really sweet experience. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. We love that movie here. That's cool. Uh, uh, can you tell me how you got, uh, you're in this short film that I watched um, and uh, you're the only person in it. Oh my gosh. Waiting to die in Bayside Queens. Yes. How could I forget? My mom wrote that. And I played basically a, a ver it was kind of based off of her childhood because I wanted to work with her and I said, Hey, let's, let's write something, write something. And she was always telling me these stories that I thought were hilarious about her childhood growing up in Queens. And that's what we came up with. She wrote it and I got a friend of mine to direct it. And yes, I played Jordan. Yes. Waiting to die in face like queen. She's a hypochondriac. who <laughs> thinks she's mm -hmm. dying. Yeah. Yes, that was thank really you good. for watching that. How thank old were you when you done that? You, you looked pretty young. Uh, actually, that was not too long ago. That was only a few years ago. Yeah. Really? Wow. Pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Very without cool. makeup and some frizzy hair, I can play pretty, pretty young. But uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah. directed really well. The, and the uh, photography was amazing on that. And just the cute Thank little you. story sucks you in. You know, yeah, your, your mom did really good on that, too. Yeah, it, it's we were very, very proud of it and happy with it. And we had a great team and it, we shot it in two days, um, one location really. And mm -hmm. it was, it was a lot of fun. And then, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you've done other like different work. Uh, uh, what was your career like, uh, between then and uh, getting the quantum leap? Uh, it was, it's been busy. I did a series for Netflix, a kid series called greenhouse Academy that took me to Israel for three months. And that was an incredible experience. Yeah, it was amazing. Wow. It was my first time there and it was a wonderful experience. And then did a lot of indie films in between. Um, and then a lot of guest spots. Like you said, I did, I just did SVU and I have the marvelous Mrs. Maisel coming out after quantum, which is I think May 19th is when my episode comes out. Um, and then working on my writing stuff as I, it's interesting because waiting to die in Bayside Queens was sort of my mom's tale of her, her experiences growing up and I've just, we just had a premiere 
for one that I wrote that was kind of my experience um, growing up or sort of after high school and having an existential crisis. So it was kind of like a cool, and she helped me produce that. Um, so it was kind of like a, they kind of go together, but they're very different. Um, and, and yeah, that's what I've been focusing on. We're, we're working to making that into a, a full feature right now. It is a full feature, but we're getting financing for that. Um, so I've been keeping busy. Awesome. Uh, how do you get to roll on Quantum Leap? My mom, who's also my manager, um, one day was like, hey, here's this audition. I think it's a, she's like, it's a really, really cool role. You get to be in a psych ward. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, this is my dream. I, the crazier, the better. This is my favorite. This is actually the second time NBC has had me being dragged away by orderly. So, yeah. I, uh, and so I just put myself on tape and it was before the holidays and I didn't really think much of it. Um, I do love period pieces and I had just done Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which was also in the fifties or, you know, uh, early sixties and, um, kind of just forgot about it. And I was in a writing session one day and my agent was like, Hey, here's, here's quantum leap. You interested? And I was like, of course I'm interested. Absolutely. It's a classic. I got to do this. Uh, and that's how that's how it came about. It was really just you know basic actor you know audition and then you get it. Cool. How how soon uh, after you found out you got it were you like on set filming? With, within days. Really. Within days. Oh yeah. Wow. It, I had to cancel all my plans were canceled for the week and then so you have to I had to get COVID tested straight away because you have to have like wait two days before you actually get to set um, and then just. Um, went to wardrobe, which was really fun, you know, for my little, <laughs> my scrubs. Um, and then also I had one more outfit, which was for my portrait that comes up on the, you know, the hologram. Um, so they, they knew, so they knew who to find. Um, but it was really fun. Yeah. It's very fast. It was fast. It's a quick turnaround and it was a blast. Was that portrait done like just on one of the days you were filming and they just pulled you away for a minute or was it a separate day? Yep. Yeah. Actually, it was, I actually think I just had that portrait one day, but it was in between filming for everything else. And we had the still photographer, the set still photographer. Um, it was just on the sound stage that we were at, set up the backdrop. And I just, and then we snapped some photos. It was really fun being all glam with the hair and mm -hmm. with her little pearl. <laughs> Very mm -hmm. different from what you actually got, which was in scrubs, like, no makeup and you know a little disheveled as as you would be in a psych ward um mm. yeah <laughs> how many days did you shoot um uh, it's a good question i i mean i was i think like nine days wow potentially. Okay. Yeah. it was definitely definitely so a you were week, there the whole time because that's where they shoot around yeah right? yeah yeah oh, it was yeah. great it was a complete blast and the, the set was really cool because it's a, a stationary set that's always there and is this very creepy looking hospital uh, so it's fun to wander around and like snap some pictures and just you know get into a creepy vibe uh what kind of work did you have to do to get into this character because you're like a very happy bubbly person and then uh this this woman this judith uh was just she had a bad things happened to her that landed her there that probably I, as from what I can tell, weren't even her fault. So, and she's dealing with that and being incarcerated wrongly. Uh, and so like, what, what, what do you do to get to that character? 
I think for me, I find a lot of my emotion in the writing itself. Like she has these two really beautiful moments um, when she's at the painting, when she's painting um, with the flowers and she goes back into this memory. Um, So I was just mostly just focusing in on what she's saying and letting those words hit me as if that actually happened to me. And then also when she's on the phone with her sister saying that they've just gotten out, it was a little bit cut up because of, you know, pacing and timing and everything. But when I first got them, I just, I think I'm like a, I like to, I've been told like I'm an empathetic type of person. So just reading things like that has a very big effect on my emotions um, and I'm able to just tap into it as well as doing research of that time and seeing what these women went through who were just wrongfully put in these places for simple mm. emotions of and being, you know, destroyed because she had a miscarriage. And um, so just just being really I, that sounds a little bit of a cop out, but I also listen to music of the time and it's like a little sadder and, be, and, and you know, um, um, before I go to set and everything, but just doing research really. And again, it, it's in the writing. It was beautifully written. So it wasn't that hard for me to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, being on the set during a period piece, is, is it like, uh, do you get the sense almost like you're back in time in that, in that era? Yes, absolutely. I think what really does it is when you're sitting in hair and makeup, getting it done and it, it just, it puts you in that mood. And like I said, in my trailer, I was playing all fifties music just to get me into that zone because I'm not going to listen to country while I'm <laughs> about to go do like a fifties thing. So, um, or rap. Um, and then, yeah, being in the clothes and there's the scene where I'm reunited with my sister and there was this, these beautiful vintage cars and, you know, the setting, it just makes it all feel so real. Um, it's just like you're, you're a grown up and you're playing, you know, pretend, but it's, the stakes are so much higher because, you know, you have all these real things to, to, to allow you to, um, really feel it and be in that moment. It, uh, part of the, uh, episode was kind of like an adventure with, uh, you and Ray's character, like running around trying to, you know, sneak through things and escape and do different things. And you making a phone call. Can you talk a little bit about the adventure part of the filming? Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. It was just basically us being frantic and running it back. I think my favorite part is when we're both being pulled away and, um, and the shots of us each, you know, coming into us when we're being dragged away by the orderlies. I think that was my favorite thing to shoot. Um, and then it just heightens it and it makes it more exciting because you're not just, you know, sitting, having a conversation. It's kind of like being on a ride at Disneyland, especially in those caves, you know, you feel like, Indiana Jones moment type of thing. And then climbing up that ladder was crazy. At first I thought we were going to be harnessed in, but we weren't harnessed in because it just didn't, we couldn't hide it with our, with our outfit. So literally climbing up and then I was too afraid to climb down. (laughs) So they had like a a lift on the other side, like that I would come down every day. (laughs) Um, It was kind of like a, uh, like a little bit of a, an amusement park. Of sorts, but it was, it definitely adds to the adventure. Yeah. You got to love it. It makes going to work very exciting. That's awesome. So it was like uh, an above ground set, but it looked like a below ground sewer. All right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it was in a soundstage and 
it was probably around the corner from all of the, um, you, you know, all the psych ward stuff. And it's just this giant, you just, it's just this giant cave and it's so dark and dingy. And then when they start to put in the, the smoke for atmosphere, it's the coolest thing. I was like, this is, I really did feel like I, I was walking, you know, when you walk through the lines at Disneyland and, and they make it the vibe of the ride you're about to go on. That's what it felt like. It was so cool. It was oh, above wow. ground though. Yeah. Very cool. But it's all there for you and for Ray and, and, you know, Walter. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, they were so Very wonderful cool. too. Such a great cast. Yeah, what was it like working with the whole crew? One of my favorite experiences by far. Everybody was so sweet and so welcoming and so down to earth. And it's a very ambitious show. I mean, every episode is a completely different time period. And the fact that they're all so calm and welcoming and just happy to be there and work, it was really, really special. And I felt I felt very welcomed and I'm really fortunate for that. Um, I have a couple uh, questions about the episode. Other, other questions um, like in the group scenes when uh, like, say, I think it was like a cafeteria or a waiting area when everybody's sitting around and you're, you're trying to act like you're comatose, but you're also acting like you're not comatose acting like you're comatose or something like that. <laughs> yes. Catatonic. What was, what was that whole yes. thing like that day? <laughs> Um, you know, I really wasn't sure what to, you, you don't know like how, how it's going to be read on camera. So you kind of just have to go for it. Um, so I just did what I thought. And then Jude, our director, she's great. She would give me some little tweaks. She's like, okay, maybe just like tilt your head down and like slack your jaw a little bit, um, for this next take because, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of like, you're going to feel a little silly, which is fine. I mean, that's what acting is really. The sillier you feel, the probably the better it's going to look. Um, so just like the communication of, of being told, hey, this, this will look better if you do it this way or, you know, and just, you know, completely zoning out. It's hard. It's hard to zone out when someone's talking to you because you just want to engage with them. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like, focus, I just was focusing on something over over there while, you know, being in that state of not wanting to get caught and not wanting to, you know, need anyone to believe that I was actually, you know, in on this little deal that he and my sister have had made together. And did you have to kind of do that again when uh, Addison was there, when uh, Caitlin was around and you're not supposed to see her? Oh my God. Yeah. That was, that was honestly, that was way harder because in the scene, especially, um, in the, in the, um, tunnel, we're like looking around and then I kept finding myself like looking at her. Thankfully the camera was behind me, but every time I would turn around to like look down the tunnel to see if anybody was coming, I like my eyes just went to her. It was so hard to not look at her because you're like, she's not there. Um, so yeah, I feel like actually that was probably the hardest part. It can't be easy. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It was really funny. I kept thinking to myself, Dana, what are you doing? She's not there. Stop looking at her. <laughs> we know this. Did she say, don't look at me? <laughs> she probably <laughs> no, no, literally nobody noticed. I was like, thank, okay. thank God. But, yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, the, the library, was that a set too or was that a library? There was a lot of books there. Oh my God. It was so beautiful. It was a set. I remember when I saw it for the first time, a few minutes, I kind of, I like to wander sets because, you know, otherwise you're just sitting waiting and that's not fun. So I like just, you know, mosey around when I'm allowed to. And I saw it and it was so beautiful. They did such a great job, but no, it was, it was on the set and they built that. And those books, I don't know where they came from, but 
they were all real. There were, they weren't fake books. It was tons and tons of books, uh, but stunning. It felt like you were in like Superman's lair or something. And, or, <laughs> yeah, it was But huge. a hero who would stand there and be like, you know, mm-hmm. Gotham City. <laughs> it felt very superhero-esque. So it was really, it was a stunning set. That was cool. Yeah, well, that was a beautiful set. I was wondering about that. I was like, do you go to a library or do you bring the library to set? I don't know. That was cool. Yeah, no, they brought it. They brought it to set. I wonder, I know, I wonder where they got, I, I'm sure... They're probably honestly just all props that they they rented. I'm assuming there's mm-hmm. like a prop place strictly for books. But I was definitely mm-hmm. tempted to like take a book, but I couldn't find one that I liked. So I <laughs> did you see any yeah. books that shouldn't have been there that were from the future of that time? Maybe. Oh, oh, I'm sure there were tons. But honestly, I, I wasn't even focused on that. I can't even tell you what book I was reading when I was talking to. <laughs> I can't even remember back which one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, actually, I think it had something to do with like time travel because we thought it was just funny. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That'd be a good Easter egg to check out. I, I, I didn't look. I didn't notice either. Um, the paint. The day you guys were painting, you and uh, Ray. How, what was that like? Him throwing paint all around and you, you guys painting before that. Different things. Oh my gosh, the painting was so funny because <laughs> I mean, it got everywhere and they only had so many canvases too. So meanwhile, we're just like painting and painting and painting my, my horrible flowers, which is funny because I do paint, but like that was not really like, that's not like my work. <laughs> <It was> just <laughs> the one of the writers was after saw, like, I posted a painting that I did and they're like, wait, you can paint? You could have been painting your actual things. And I was like, yeah, I just figured it was just better for continuity to like not do that. Um, but oh yeah, when he goes, when he goes in on the painting to cause a distraction and to get us kicked out, one of the takes, I just started laughing because he was just doing like this hip thrusting and it was so funny. Another take, <laughs> I, it was, it was, a, I had one of my close-ups and I touched my face right as I called action and I had, I got blue paint on my face and I was like, Whoop! <laughs> and like they kept going and I was like, wait, wait, I'm sorry. There's paint on my face. And then everybody took a, they all have tablets with watching the, um, what we're doing and they just they mm-hmm. they had taken a bunch of screenshots of the exact moment that i'm like we had to pause and reset and you know try not to get it everywhere um but it was really it was fun that's another beautiful that's another beautiful set because it just reminded me of one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah there's a lot of uh, that feeling in this episode i think on purpose Definitely. but it, it worked out really good for the episode that was fun yeah, did you get to keep your painting no, I didn't, but I did sign it. So whoever whoever got mm. it, one day. I'll have to put an eBay book. search for that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dana Very Melanie's cool. horribly painted flower picture from Quantum Leap and Interrupted. Well, a well-acted painting, because if you can paint in real life and your character couldn't, that couldn't be easy, right? That's, I'll take that. I'm going to I'm gonna say yes. Um. The, Tell me about watching uh, your episode on television. It's always so exciting. I watched it with my mom. Um, And it's just, it's interesting too, because all my family is on the East coast, um, except for my mom and me. We're over in LA. And so they get to see it before I do. All my friends and family get to see it. So I always have my aunt call me after and tell me, I'm like, okay, how was it? What did you think? Did it look okay? Was it believable? So she always gives me, and then I'm always on, Twitter looking at the live tweets from people so I can see where where it's at in the episode. 
Um, so that gives me a little bit of calm before watching it, you know, live for our time, because I'm going in, I'm going into it blind. I don't see anything. I don't, I have no idea except for when I do ADR, sometimes I get like little clips. So I did know what certain moments were going to be like, which I was very excited about. Um, but it's, it's, it's always, it's always really special. Uh, I, I get really excited still to this day. So it's, it's a cool thing. That's, that's interesting. What ADR parts did you have just, just to add more clarity to the episode? Like they wrote in some extra lines or something. It was more so my phone call uh, um, with my mm. sister. They just wanted my voice to be a little bit lower. So it was, I just had to whisper my lines more because apparently I was, you know, being very loud on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Like, you did well because I didn't notice. A lot of times I notice ADR, but I didn't notice that part. That's very good. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. And that mm. I think that was the main one. There was there might have been like one line added somewhere else, but for the most part, it was the major thing was to just whisper. And how shortly before uh, air did, were you doing the ADR? That was, I think, a, a week or two weeks before. Okay. Yeah, I, I was. Mm, yeah, that's when it was. It was the day after I came back from Mammoth from the film festival, but I can't remember when that was. Everything's a blur. Time <laughs> is time, which is so yeah. funny. <laughs> it's an amazing, yep. Yeah. Uh, was the ep- finished episode you watched on television? Was that anything different than you shot? Like, uh, were there things you shot that didn't make air? Everything aired, but it was. Um, the two things that I just noticed were the painting scene. I think they just shortened it a little bit, like my my little talk about my husband, and then the phone call. The phone call was definitely shortened, which I was a little bummed about, but it makes sense. I mean, there's so much in that episode that needed to be addressed and 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 put together. So, but those were the only two. Everything else, everything else made it. That's awesome. Yeah, we got yeah, to talk really to. Cool. A- we got to talk to a lot of different people uh, that worked on Ben Interrupted. So it, it's it's interesting to hear from all the different perspectives. We heard there was like dancing on the set and everybody was joking around and having fun. Do you have any fun stories from from filming? Let me see. I, I mean, I think it was really just like the whole paint scene. That was really funny. And then there was a little, I think they posted it on social media with Ray and Walter doing their little like stabbing each other <laughs> in the throat thing. Their little, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was really fun. I just think like the whole, the whole experience, there were just always just these organic moments of, of fun and laughter, especially given the circumstance that we're in a psych ward and, you know, people are getting, stabbed in the neck and injected and lobotomized. Um, and, and, you know, there was a lot of physicalness too. So it was, you know, it, it was fun. It was definitely fun, but nothing like those, those are the two things that just stick out to me off the top of my head. Good question. I'm sure I'll think about something and be like, Oh my God, that was so funny. <laughs> Did they have a stunts person on set for you? Cause I know there was some orderlies dragging you around and stuff. And did, did, oh, yeah, did the stunt person make the air or did your shots make the air or a combination? How did that work? Um, you mean like, did I have a stunt person? Yeah. With, no, we had, we had stunt coordinators for sure. Okay. Um, but, but it was all of us doing our, our own stunts, especially honestly climbing up that you would think that la- that ladder, you know, it's no joke. It's no joke. I think it's easier when a ladder is at least, you know, on an angle, but that one was just straight up and down. And that's a different feeling. Cause I I'll climb a ladder any day, but when it's straight up and down, and you have to, and you're, you're going through this hole and they're like, okay, do you want to climb back down? And you're basically like, 
sending your body <laughs> over this manhole to walk to go straight back down. I was like, no, I'm, I'll take the lift. Sorry, it's gonna take a little longer, everybody. But there's no way. Uh, but yeah, we know we did that. We climbed up. I yeah, that was it was crazy, but it was Very so cool. cool. It was exciting. Yeah, it looked really good in the final episode. So, so, so glad. what do you think so of the episode glad. overall after you watched it? Can can you separate the it. episode from your work on it? The kind of absolutely, yeah, no, totally. I thought it was so exciting. I think it turned out beautifully. Um, again, they fit so much in, and I think they did it in a really, um, beautifully organic way. Uh, and yeah, I'm a fan. I I, I love this. Kind, I love the show. I love. I'm. A, I, I just love it all. So definitely, I could take my. I, I definitely. So it's definitely a two watch thing. So I watch it once for for how I did and like, you know, you go into this whole little rabbit hole of, Oh, I should have done this or maybe this next time. And then you watch it the second time with more of a, a clear head and less judgmental and harshness for yourself. And you're able to enjoy the actual full episode. So yeah, I definitely got to do that. Very cool. Uh, and upcoming, you have an episode of Mar- the marvelous Miss Maisel, right? Yeah. Did the I say that right? Yeah. I can always, I'm, I'm, everything's a tongue twister for me today. I don't know why. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your experience on that and what people should expect and where they can watch it? So, yes, it's going to be on Amazon. Um, my episode comes out May 19th, but the it's just the final season, and it's the second to last episode that I'm in. Uh, but the entire season premieres, I believe, this Friday. I'm not sure what day it is today. but So it starts, and it's their last season, and – that was what that was an incredible experience. Amazing. The wardrobe, the the hair, the the crew, the cast was amazing. I definitely I don't I can't say anything about my episode. Um, but it's definitely for fans of the show, they're gonna absolutely love it because it just brings everything together. They're gonna really, really enjoy it. And I'm excited for people. I'm excited to see it. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen, I saw one little piece during ADR again and was like, this is going to be really cool. So um, it'll be nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited. That's all I can really say. I know I say that all the time. Like, I'm so excited, but I truly am very stoked for people to see it. And I think everybody's going to really, really enjoy it, especially seeing as that's the last season. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Any, anything you're in, you, you're very good. Uh, and you were great in this episode, Ben Interrupted. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Dana. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a joy. I'm so, I'm so lucky. Thank you.